This is Happy Hour with M and Jazz. So far this season, we've talked about exams, mental health, roommates, and more. But a question we still have, and most students have, is how do I do it all? Between homework, friends, work, relationships, extracurriculars, and volunteering, it can be super difficult to manage everything that comes with university. So today we're going to talk about how to do it all and how not to go crazy during the process. In this episode, we're speaking with Hannah Ryder about how she did it all during her time at university. So grab a drink because we'll be here for a while. So we'd just like to welcome Hannah to the podcast today. How are you doing, Hannah? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So today we kind of want to break it down and talk a little bit about how to do it and balance all of it going on in your life, you know, with school, work, your social life, just anything like that. So can you talk a bit about balancing, just in general, how you balance friendship, school and work um, and volunteering when you were in school? It was definitely a lot of clashing things together. So I worked as a resident advisor and that's where a lot of my friends were. So it meant us hanging out when we were supposed to be on call or when we were on call. And it was uh, having friends over for study time and going to the library, going to cafes to study. You had to really just kind of push all corners of your life together into one giant thing. Um, Working, I didn't do the entire time I was in university. And I am very grateful for that. I had the resources and I had the savings that I didn't have to. Um, I felt like I had a lot more time and it allowed me to get my studies done and get through it as quickly as possible because I wanted to be done with university. Um, And really, I just prioritized my own personal preferences and things that I knew I needed for self-care. Like I always went to sleep. I didn't ever pull an all-nighter because it really just threw me off. I have really bad ADHD, but I created schedules that helped me get started early on projects and also fit them within a time frame that allowed me to get them done without panicking, but also with just enough time left for the procrastination panic to actually get me going. Um, but yeah, sleep number one, always go to bed at 8.30, like whatever floats your boat, get up at six. If, if you don't sleep well, you're not going to do well because your basic needs are not being met. So I put sleep above everything. I think it's so funny because like I, I always hear this thing. It's like you can have two of three things. You can have a social life, you can have a sleep schedule, Or you can have, um, what is it, your grades well. So it's like balancing all three of those things at the same time can be super hard. And I can imagine, especially as a resident, like you were uh, controlling a bunch of herding cats, I would say, kind of in a way, 
uh, especially with all those residents kind of living in the dorms, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shutting down parties at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday wasn't exactly ideal, but yeah, you know, that interrupted my sleep and that did not make me happy. <laughs> I'm sure I have, or I interrupted you a couple times in your sleep, Hannah, probably a couple Probably a couple nights because Hannah used to be my RA in first year. So I'm sure she has some stories. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there was a couple times where I went out past my bedtime to pick you up from certain destinations and <laughs> help you out when you had a little too much to drink. <laughs> um, and that's why we vote you best RA. So <laughs> what was, <laughs> I'm going to ask you, what was some of, the biggest challenges or your biggest challenge when it came to balancing all of these different things in university? Uh, definitely the pressure of everything. You know, you're supposed to not only get good grades, but you're also supposed to keep up with your family. And there's expectations coming at you from every single angle. And it's just about really filtering out, focusing on what motivation and what pressure you want on yourself. Um, I did not focus too much on good grades, but I'm lucky because I chose a career that focused more on your understanding of kids and how you were going to teach rather than what you, what grade you got in the class that was entitled teaching math. So a part of me has that extra step, I guess, because I didn't have to worry about grades as much. There was some pressure with um, you had to have a certain grade to move on in, in the education years, but you were able to meet that as long as you attended class and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't, I, I ignored family pressure. I didn't really care. And it took a while for me to convince myself that in first year, I was always very worried about what my dad was going to think or what this person was going to think and what my friends were going to think if I wasn't getting good grades or if I wasn't able to balance it. And at some point, I just, I had to have a talk with my dad and I had to say to him, like, I'm really stressed out about how you view me as a student. And like, if I don't do well, like, are you going to be mad? And it ended up being that he did not feel that way at all. And I, that was just a pressure that I was putting on myself that he didn't even experience. So it was about opening communication with some of those pressures as well. And it was just doing my best as but also taking care of myself, which also took a very, very long time for me to get a hold of. But now I can share that wisdom. <laughs> I think that, um, too, it can be really difficult to talk to your parents about that kind of stuff. So how would you recommend kind of bouncing off of that? How would you recommend approaching that conversation with your parents or approaching that conversation with your friends or family? I think it's, you know, reminding them that you are your own person. You're not an extension of them you, you know, it's your life. I don't know. I mean, I always start every conversation that I'm really upset about by crying, but my dad is used to that. If I cry in front of some of my family members, they get a little freaked out. So I have to find a different approach. Um, but you know, your parents should hopefully have your back. And if they don't, then it's just sharing your feelings and, you know, not like any kind of argument that you're going to have. You don't want to accuse them of anything, but you want to say, this is how I'm feeling about the situation. This is what's stressing me out. I'm afraid that you're going to think I'm a failure or whatever. And it's a really hard discussion to have. And it's sometimes hard to voice those concerns too, but you feel so much better after you've done it. 
you're preaching to the choir about crying <laughs> and starting up those conversations. That's too funny, actually. <laughs> it is my go-to, always, just immediate tears. My sister always jokes that I'm like a scale of emotions and anything over a six, no matter what emotion it is, I will be crying. Whether it's excitement, anger, frustration, whatever, anything over six, there's tears. And it's pretty true, but that's how I get my stress out too. I just like allowed myself to cry. I would watch sad movies. If I was really overwhelmed by stuff, I would watch movies that I know make me cry because it was just a release of that pressure. And then I'd feel better and I'd get my shit together and get my work done. That is so true. Like when it comes to like being in a bad mood or like being sad, I will like, I'm not one to be like, I'm so sad. I'm going to watch a comedy. (laughs) No, Get this out of me. Get me a sad song. Get it out. And then you're refresh exactly you got the whole sad boy hours playlist worth like three hours going on just gotta <laughs> absolutely i think gotta... everyone needs to take some time when they don't have school to just like make a list of movies and the different crying they give you if it's a sad cry if it's a sentimental cry i have a whole list in my phone of sentimental cries bad cries happy cries like whatever it's just all ready for me for whenever I need to. You should, we need to get that published Absolutely. in a or something. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, everyone's different, but I have some pretty tried and true uh, sad movies. So I should get Perfect. that. Perfect. Yeah, I should get that yeah. published. Me, me and Emma will be hitting you up. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, yeah, stress relief is cry. Like, you know, yes. just got to get all the emotions out and stuff. Holding mm-hmm. it in all the time is not beneficial. <laughs> no. Yeah. So. No. I think you pretty much like just did touch on this, like how you got your stress out, how you kind of dealt with your emotions. Um, Were there any other ways that you did cope with the stresses of being in university? I know that you taught me how to make a spreadsheet with all my (laughs) grades and you know how much I love that. So was there any other tips or maybe not tips, but things that you did yourself to cope with stress? Um, I really made sure to do things I loved too. Like I, obviously I love talking to people because I'm very social, but I loved baking and I loved cooking. So I always made sure to have friends over for cooking. Like I would make them dinner. Be like, Please come. I have food for you. Uh, eat my food and hang out with me and maybe listen to me whine and bitch a little bit. But it works out in the end. It's give and take situation. And, you know, focusing on what makes you feel good. If that's going to the gym uh, and getting out some of that stress that's going to the gym. If that's just going for a walk, if that's opening your window and taking a breath of that minus 40 cool Calgary air, then you need to do that too. It's a lot of trial and error at first, just figuring out what helps you get by. And it's also just about staying organized in whatever fashion you can, because as soon as you let yourself get unorganized, it can often lead to disaster. Yeah, I'm probably the most unorganized person in this group. Um, I (laughs) tend to let my life spiral like that a little bit. And like, I guess I could take a page from your book. Can you talk a little bit about how you work around your like, get a proper sleeping schedule? Because mine is around three hours per night. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I just, I always, always, always try to wind down right before I go to bed. And for me, I'm not one of those people where the technology screen inhibits my sleep. I'm sure my doctor would disagree and be like, you shouldn't do it anyways. But like TikTok puts me to sleep. Watching Modern Family on Netflix puts me to sleep. Reading puts me to sleep, whatever. So I always made sure to be done with schoolwork, even if I wasn't done, but I was done. Get it done by a certain time. Do those steps to unwind. Do your night routine, whether that's putting hand cream on and brushing your teeth or whatever kind of thing you want to do. 
and just trying to stick to it and waking up early as much as it sucks, as much as you don't want to, if you're hungover, if you spent the night before shutting down a party at 3 a.m., if you get up at the same time every day, it gets easier to get up and you also become tired at the same time and your sleep schedule gets fantastic. I'm also very lucky that my anxiety puts me to sleep instead of uh, (laughs) keeps me from sleeping too. Like I exhaust myself throughout the day and my ADHD keeps me going and going all throughout the day as well. And then I'm exhausted by nighttime and I, there's no point in getting any work done. So I just go to bed and then you get up. Yeah. You get up early to finish some stuff, but you also shouldn't let things go until the morning. Cause you're never going to get it done if you do that. <laughs> All right. So what advice would you give to future and current students about balancing it all? Number one, sleep schedule. Number two, get your shit together, organize yourself. You have Google docs, you have Google Excel, figure out all like just write down all your due dates because then they're not going to surprise you i have three calendars at all times i have one on my wall one in my backpack and one on my phone and i'm i fill in everything in all three calendars so there's no excuse for me to mess it up Uh, i also know myself though and i know how unorganized i would get without that you know it's also about just making sure that you schedule time for yourself and homework is not everything if you let one discussion post go badly, it's not the end of the world. Like put in that half-assed effort every once in a while, really weigh what your assignments are worth and what you can be lenient on and put more effort into the ones that are bigger and more important and go towards more of your grade. It's also about opening a communication line with your professors. We're very lucky at Mount Royal University that we have small classes. So I got to know all of my professors as best as I could. And it was talking to them if something wasn't going well. And that didn't always work out. I had professors who just told me to drop out when I was struggling, but then that almost worked against them because it fueled me with rage, (laughs) seething hatred. And I'm like, "Uh, I'm going to show you that I'm not going to drop out and I'm going to be more successful than you, motherfucker. But anyways, bleep me out if you have to. I just came from working with children. So the swear words are like slowly starting to seep out of my mouth. Um, (laughs) And finding humor in situations, you know, just like if you get an F, you can cry about it, but also laugh about it and be like, I did such a bad job on this. And then call someone and tell them and be like, dude, guess what I just got? It's really bad. And also talk to the people in your class, because if you did bad, most likely the kids in your class did bad too. And you know what? You might have done better than them. And then that kind of gives you a little ego boost. I know it's definitely, I feel like it's like I have a bioethics class right now and I'm not getting as good of grades Um, as I used to get in other classes. And I was like, oh, I feel so disappointed. And then I asked a bunch of my classmates, I was like, how is like everyone doing on the exam? How, how's everyone doing right now? We're all at the same mark. It's all around the same kind of capacity. And it's just like, sometimes you got to take the the grades and throw them in the trash bin, quite honestly. Exactly. And especially with comparing, sorry, comparing yourself. Like I did, I was a 4.0 GPA student in first year and then second year, it all came crashing down on me. And instead of beating myself up on it, I was like, okay, well, look at how much your life has changed in this year. Look at how different you are look at where your priorities are. And also the classes are harder as you get farther along in your university. So you're not 
like first year university, they're like holding your hand as much as it doesn't feel like it at the time. But they're like, oh, your APA is not fantastic. Make sure you fix that for next time. Where in third year, if your APA is not good, you fail. So, you know, you can't beat yourself up for things getting harder as they're supposed to be harder. I think like transitioning off of that, you're talking about how things do kind of tend to go a little or get a little harder throughout the years. How did you transition from school life to work life? Um, Because that's a completely new experience. I, again, had the luck of having a summer vacation before I needed to get into schools and stuff. But I just recently got hired as a teacher and I was just subbing before. And it was really, really hard for me as a sub to not have control over every day. And then as a teacher, it's been really, really weird for me, but also reassuring that like, I don't have to run my lesson plans by anyone. I get, I'm in full control of these little children and like their school fate is in my hands, which is a little terrifying because before, if I messed it up, it was my mentor teacher's problem when I was done and out of practicum. Um, But at the same time, like I take more risks. I, I'm more comfortable with my own education. All right. So we just want to say a big thank you to Hannah Ryder for joining us on this episode and for sharing all her tips and tricks about how to not lose your mind during university and balancing everything that comes with it. So obviously we're university students and both Emma and I have a lot of crap to balance. So Emma, how would you tell me some of the things that you have to balance and what kind of stresses you out the most? I think that um, school is the big kind of, (laughs) it's the elephant in the room is the school work is a lot sometimes, especially going into third year. It's difficult to handle. We have the podcasting on top of that. I mean, I'm not doing as much this semester because I needed to take a break from work and all that to kind of reset my mental focus. But yeah, like school is for sure something that is a lot. And I know that you you do school too. You have the podcast as well. And you travel a lot, right? Back back and forth between Edmonton. Yeah, that's a recent addition to my schedule. So I have been going back and forth from home quite a bit. And so I think that one thing I've noticed that stresses me out is like the prior week before I like go home on the weekend, I really try to like do as much of my work as like possible before I go home so then I don't have to do it at home. And yes, it does stress me out, but I've realized that that's beneficial because then I can enjoy my weekend rather than like, even when I'm in Calgary, like sitting here all weekend at my desk isn't maybe what I want to be doing. So I guess that kind of pushes me to do more schoolwork during the week. And I know you're also more of a schedule person than I am. So I think we've talked about that so many times. It's so funny that that you're the organized one and I'm the really disorganized one. And you have all these like spreadsheets going on, right? All these like <laughs> schedules with all your work and stuff. That's how you keep it kind of together. Yeah, like similar to what Hannah said earlier, like I have post-it notes, spreadsheets, calendar, notes app everything reminders I just love to be reminded of everything I have to do and I just I think for the satisfaction of ripping a sticky note off my like blackboard I'm like this is the best thing I've ever done it's like I finished an assignment I handed it in like for me it comes with okay I worked hard on this like check it off the to-do list you know so I think that keeps me motivated for sure what do you do Emma do you do anything to keep yourself organized I sometimes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the 
answer is no. Um, no, the answer is um, I have a notes. I have the notes app and I, I'll create. You do, but do you use it? Um, so I will create. I will. This is the funny thing. I will create a schedule and then I'll start ticking them off and then I'll forget about my to-do list and then I'll go back to create a new one in like a week or two and realize that I hadn't checked off half of this stuff. And so I just have to re-delete it and redo the entire thing. And so, I mean, for me, it's mostly like I'll check my Blackboard every single day. I'll check my email every single day um, just to make sure like the calendar dates are right. So while I don't have them kind of in a, a specific format, they are kind of in the back of my mind. So, yeah, like I was going to say, you're like maybe one of the most like disorganized, organized people, you know, like you get up, you get dressed like you you're productive, like you do your work when it's supposed to get done and you really there's nothing to complain about there. So I think it just goes to show you that you can either be very type A or very type C. And regardless, like if you're a university student, you kind of have to get your shit done. If not, I really don't see how there's a another option. I think a big thing too is kind of knowing when to turn your brain off. Like knowing, like Hannah said before, you know, it, there is a time and place for everything and sometimes you do need to pull all-nighters I know not everybody will but there are nights where you need to pull all-nighters and stuff but kind of figuring out when to allot your time to kind of de-stress and what's okay to take a day off and if you are allowed to take a day off you know so how do you how do you focus on that I would say that I myself will set myself up for little successes and when I finish those then it's like, I'm going to plan something. If I finish all this stiff stuff on Friday, yes, I'll allow myself to go to the bar. And if I finish this on Saturday, like I let myself like, it's not like, oh, I have so much homework to do and I'm going to the bar. I'm going to let it stress me out. You know what I mean? Like if yes, if I finish everything, like it gives me motivation because it's like I have a plan, like inspire myself to like work harder. If I do have a plan, like it's not like if I do all my homework on a Friday night, like I literally am the person who hates staying in on a Friday night. Like Saturday, fine. Friday, no, I don't want to be at my house. So I think that working towards a Friday, working towards those little successes is really something that keeps me going. Yeah, no, I'm totally, I, I'm someone who, I just go with my gut feeling. So if I'm doing homework and then I start to feel super tired, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll start working on this later. Give myself like 30 minutes. I won't lie, 30 minutes usually turns into two hours. So if you are that kind of person, procrastination then does tend to kind of bite you in the ass a lot, which it does for me, but you know. Emma, are you good at like knowing when you're exhausted and when you're kind of at your breaking point? Like, are you good at saying, okay, I need to just go to bed or I just need to be done with this right now? Yes and no. I think I'm too good at it sometimes. <laughs> I'm too good at it sometimes where I'll be like, yeah, like, I'm going to go to bed early or I'm going to stop tonight and I could do this right now, but I could do it tomorrow morning and I'll get it done tomorrow morning. So yes, I am good at it. However, there are definitely times where I shouldn't be as good at it as I am. And so kind of managing how to balance, like, yes, I need to take the night off, but I will get this stuff done or I'm going to do 20 more minutes and then I'll get it done tomorrow, you know, and committing to that because I don't commit to it a lot. I think that that's definitely important. Like asking you that question is mostly because I'm not very good at it. Like I push myself, push myself, push myself and we've all seen it crumble. So I think that that's something that 
regardless of what kind of person you are, if you're super organized or super disorganized, I think that you need to like learn how to know yourself and like know your boundaries. And I think that's super important. Yeah. And it is a long time to figure that out. Clearly, some of us haven't figured it out yet, but it is kind of a (laughs) work in progress in terms of figuring out, you know, okay, Friday is the day I'm going to like, everything's going to be super fun and, and all that stuff. But figuring out who you are is a really big part of that. None of that made sense, but yes. So Jasmine, how do you turn your brain off after a long day? It never turns off, Emma. It never does. Um, but I think sometimes I have to tell myself to shut up and stop thinking. Um, I would say that some of the major ways, my go-to is take a shower, which really sounds weird. But the second I step in the shower, I'm a new person. Like I could be in the worst mood. In shower, out of the shower, perfect. Nothing's wrong for a couple hours at least. So I think take a shower is one thing I do. And I think that like listening to music for me is a big thing. Like just like blasting some music in my in my room, in my car. I think that that's something that gets out a lot of stress for me. And my biggest thing is hanging out with my friends and kind of leaning on, on them. And I think the people who really do love you most, I know we've talked about this in the past, but the people who do love you the most want you to be successful and will be there to help you. So I think that's kind of my top things. How about you? Well, I think like for me, it's, yeah, I think the shower is actually a big thing of mine too. You know, you got to sit with the, with the water just cascading over you for a while and contemplate everything going on. And then once you step out, it's like, oh, I leave all my thoughts in the shower and kind of I'm fresh and new and it feels really good. Um, I tend to smoke weed for a lot of people who don't know. I smoke weed to like de-stress, um, which I find is really beneficial after I've done like a lot, a lot of work. I kind of reward myself by doing that. Um, and I think too, if I'm having a super emotional, stressful day, um, it can be really, really hard to get myself out of bed or to go and do things, which was kind of my Monday for me. And um, the biggest thing I would say when I need that or when I'm too emotional is being around people that I know that I will not cry around in the sense that like if I cry around them, I'm going to be embarrassed. So I will like (laughs) surround myself with people where it's like, okay, I'm not going to cry around this person because I'm going to be embarrassed. And it generally gets me in a better mood because like I'm around my I'm around people where it's like, yeah, like, okay, let's get into this. Let's leave those feelings behind. Sometimes it's like people shouldn't do that. But, you know, yeah. I think that like sometimes you just have to pretend like I don't want to give that advice to be like, yeah, always do that. But sometimes you just have to fake it until you make it. Exactly. Thanks for listening to Happy Hour. I'm Jasmine Krawcheck. And I'm Emma Boyne. This episode was produced by Charlotte Holmes, edited by Kamal Karimi, and our show theme is from DJ Dynadash. Thanks again to Hannah for joining us today. Cheers! Cheers, motherfucker!